Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am joined by Carrie Cohen of Carrie Cohen Coaching, and we are going to dive into the polyvagal nervous system, all of the things. So get ready because we are going to teach you some takeaways and some easy to implement strategies that you can use in motherhood, in business, and I cannot wait to dive in. So Carrie, welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and I am thrilled to be talking about this topic because it is something that we can use uh, when we're parenting our kids and also when we are working in our businesses. Um, and that's what we need. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, so, um, tell us more about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I am a psychotherapist. I'm a licensed psychotherapist for over 20 years. I've had a private practice, but I moved into the online space about two and a half years ago. And I mentor largely entrepreneurs. And I work with people on subconscious reprogramming of their mind and also repatterning their nervous system. Those are my two big ones. And so I enjoy doing that, really helping entrepreneurs uh, leap to the next level in their business. Love that. So can we dive a little bit more into what is subconscious programming? What is that? What does that entail? Yeah. So what we want to do when we are sort of acting from a place that feels more automatic or uh, less intentional, we are not in a position to make a conscious decision about how we are going to respond to something. And so whether it is our thought process or it's our body responding. So if we think about the subconscious reprogramming of the mind, what I do with my clients is we start with a mental block or limiting belief. We go to the source of it. We connect the dots through the work. That's sort of what I'm walking them through. We remove the old narrative and stories. We replace it with a new one. And then we install it with a process of repetition through an installation audio, because the only way to really, really change our like old programming, if you will, is to remove it, replace it, and then install it through repetition, remove, replace, and repetition. Ooh, and I so it's kind of the same thing with, with nervous system, polyvagal, which we're going to talk about, but yes. So I do it with mind and I do it with body. Yeah. And that's such, it sounds like such a simple process when you break it down that way that yeah, you're removing, replacing, and reprogramming. Like, yes. All right. That makes sense. Because Precisely. We, we do have so many subconscious thoughts that really are becoming these beliefs and these, these narratives that we tell ourselves that we set ourselves up for self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, we don't, we oftentimes, we don't know what we don't know because, you know, about 95% of what is coming um, out is coming from our subconscious mind, which we don't actually have conscious access to. So, uh, so therefore we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. 95%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a lot, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, it's like, oh my gosh. So how does the <laughs> polyvagal response nervous system? Let's dive into that. So first of all, what is 
polyvagal. What does that even mean? Okay. So polyvagal is, it's, it is the, it's the practice of regulating our nervous system. So it's the practice of using what's happening in our body, the responses that are happening in our body to calm and ground ourselves. Because another way to think about reprogramming is that the stories we tell ourselves are actually coming from what we feel in our body. So if we are feeling unsafe, and what, what I mean by feeling unsafe, we have, we have a lot of old experiences that create the blueprint for how our nervous system is going to respond. The small ones where, like, I was embarrassed in fourth grade when I asked a question that was, quote, unquote, a stupid question, the small ones like that, to the really big ones when we have a big loss or something. So we have a blueprint, just like we have a subconscious blueprint in our mind, we have a nervous system blueprint in our body. So what polyvagal does, it's a system to really look at the nervous system and have some very practical hands-on ways to map your own unique nervous system and then start to employ regulating resources, which are actually state specific, which I'll get into, you know, in a little bit. Love that. And calming and grounding ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, if you could think about it, we're doing something and then uh, like you're working, you're sort of like in the work. And then all of a sudden, like your kid asks you something three, four, five times and you lose your patience. That's a nervous system. That's a sympathetic response, right? So we could think about getting triggered cognitively, but this is a body trigger. It's a, so what we want to be able to do is learn how to actually come from a place of what's called ventral, which is safety, connection, grounded. That's sort of the, the, the top of the ladder. The, we use the metaphor of the ladder in, in polyvagal. Top of the ladder is ventral, which is safety, connection, feeling grounded, like we can think. The middle of the ladder is sympathetic, which is fight, flight. So irritation, aggravation, irritability. Um, and the bottom of the ladder is dorsal, which is shut down, collapse, depression. And we move through those. We can't skip over one. We move up and down that ladder. So can you talk us through the process of this all? Yeah. So, so a lot of times people will ask me online on social media, like, what's your favorite nervous system regulation strategy? And here's where I would say, we don't know what we don't know, myself included, before I really started thinking about it and researching it and learning it, is that when we are starting to work with our nervous system, we have to first actually get to know it. And by way of getting to know it, what we're doing is we're mapping it out. So we're starting to pay attention to what are the triggers? What are the things that put me in sympathetic, right? I'm, I'm leaving my house and um, I'm heading to pick my child up at school. I've given 20 minutes and five minutes before I arrive at school, there's a big accident and now I'm going to be 30 minutes late and now I am in sympathetic response. So what we want to do is we want to be able to start tracking what triggers us in sympathetic, what triggers us into dorsal, and then what moves us, which is called a glimmer, what moves us back into ventral safety, what moves us back. So what I work with my clients on is we start mapping by having them go through their day to start to identify their triggers. Because really the only way to become in the driver's seat of our nervous system is to know exactly what it is that puts us in each of those states. So that's the first, that's the first piece of it. Um, and then, as I said, 
uh, regulating resources are state specific. So we don't think about them as coping mechanisms. Like a coping mechanism is to sort of like move us away from something, to dull it, to distract us. When we think about a regulating resource, the objective of a regulating resource is to invite more ventral vagal into our body, invite more safety, invite more connection. And so that one of the overall objectives of nervous system practice is to invite more ventral vagal safety into our body. That's one of them. It's not to never be in sympathetic or dorsal. It's actually normal to be moving up and down that ladder. And that's so important. I love how you said that that is a normal thing. You know, we can't yeah. expect to be just walking around in a euphoric state 24 <laughs> seven. That would be cool. But is it realistic? No, I love this. Right. Yeah. So then once we have a good enough sense of what moves us in and out of each of these states, we can then start to employ regulating resources. And what we could do is, um, so let's say we are, so a, a common example I would say um, is that before people are starting a workout, oftentimes um, trainers will do some nervous system prep. They'll do some sympathetic nervous system prep. And that is really getting your body ready for movement. So sympathetic, the middle of the ladder is also mobilizing. There are times, like if we're on a deadline and we need to get something done, we are mobilized. We're not gonna be you know, in that euphoric state of ventral vagal because we have to get something done. So it's mobilizing. So a lot of times personal trainers will do nervous system prep and they will do something to really mobilize and activate your sympathetic system so that your body is ready for, for a heavy load or for like a hit session or whatever it might be. And so, when we think about it that way, we can look at how we want to be able to integrate this um, just throughout our day, throughout our week. So we don't just practice nervous system regulation when we are in sympathetic or when we are in uh, dorsal, because then we're just putting fires out. We actually practice it very subtly all day long, because what we're doing is we are inviting more and more ventral vagal so that we are in that space more often than not, A, B, that we know how to get back to that space when we leave it is C, uh, that's B rather, and C is where we're able to actually start to widen the tolerance of stress. So people who are in sympathetic chronically, those are the people that we see who get burnout. Chronic sympathetic is what leads to burnout. And so, so what we wanna do is we wanna have a adaptable, resilient, flexible nervous system with a pretty wide tolerance for stress so that it takes a lot to really get us outside of that window. Yeah. And that makes so much sense too, building that resilience to stress because it's always going to be there. And the more resilient we can become to overcome that, to work through that, to process that, that will make everything easier. Parenting, running your business, navigating those hard conversations with others. What are some tools that you can teach us of how to regulate our nervous system? Yeah. So, okay. So one thing to be able to do to integrate throughout the day, obviously breathing, right? So there's this new book called Breathe that people are, um, a lot of people are talking about online. So, so, so breathing actually is 
I mean, we take it for granted because it's so automatic, but if we could think about breathing and we could think about, you know, if we think about box breathing, which is, um, you know, four count in, four count hold, four count exhale, four count hold, that's an example of box breathing. Now, when we're practicing nervous system regulation, if we do box breathing with a long exhale, the long exhale actually is what stimulates the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It is the it is instrumental in, it's really where polyvagal got its name. But the vagus nerve is really what it's sort of, it, it helps with um, being able to put the brakes on from, from where, like if you watch kids and they're like horsing around, Right. So they're in uh they're they're in a um probably in a little bit of a mix of sympathetic and also um some ventral vagal. So they're like really active horsing around. What prevents the horsing around in play from going to aggression is the vagal break. And so we want to be stimulating the vagal break and strengthening it. And one very simple way to do that is when we are doing a breathing practice is to just have a long exhale. Other ways of stimulating the vagal break are things that practices in yoga where a chanting or things that um, vibrate our um, our throat and our voice box like um, om, different chanting, things like that. So there's lots of things like that that we could do to stimulate the vagus nerve and also bring us back to safety. Now, another big way to bring us back to safety is nature, right? So again, another thing we, we sort of just in some ways take for granted in terms of the healing effects that it has, like most people like nature, but I think that we underestimate the healing powers of nature, grounding, walking outside without shoes on in the grass, rooting ourselves in the earth. One of the many reasons why yoga is practiced barefoot. I'm not a yogi, but I just, as I've been really over the years studying polyvagal and really thinking about how this manifests in um, other practices, yoga really, they don't call it that, but that's what they're doing. You're regulating your nervous system. So um, those are some ways. Now, now, if somebody is in dorsal shutdown, they don't have any energy. What they're going to have to do is they can't just go to ventral. They've got to move right back up the ladder, which means they have to go into sympathetic. And in order to get into sympathetic, they're going to have to activate or mobilize themselves, which might just start with a walk, just to move the self. It might start with a walk and then it might move into, uh, let's say, a, something a little bit more um, active, like riding a bike um, in order to move into sympathetic. And then you can start to practice some other calming, grounding, like breathing to then get into ventral. But it's really hard if you're in dorsal and you're in shutdown. Breathing alone is not, you can't leap past sympathetic. You've got to go up the ladder in a predictable manner. In predictable manner. Um, one other thing I wanted to say about the three states that I feel like really helps um, illustrate the difference. It's like, let's think about, um, since everyone's an entrepreneur here, let's think about what happens when um, you're in the three states and you have a client you've been working with and the client decides not to continue working with you, okay? Same story, right? It's the, the same factual story. If if I'm in ventral vagal, I'm going to, my thinking brain is going to be online and I'm going to think, all right, well, you know what? There must be something about the timing that's off or perhaps, you know, we finished our work or we're just not really aligned anymore. And that's okay. Like, like I'm okay. So that's what's going to happen if I'm in ventral. Now, if I'm in sympathetic, I might get stressed and worried. Like, what does this mean about like, am I going to be able to make my bills this month? And then I might even get angry at the client. She doesn't know what she's missing. How dare she? Now, if I'm in dorsal, 
I'm going to completely shut down. I'm going to start to think like, I don't even know what the point is. Why am I doing this work? I knew this work wasn't meant for me. So you could see how the same event, depending upon what state we are in, is going to tell us a different story. And therefore, our body's going to respond differently. And to me, that little tiny example, it just illuminates the power of this practice. It really does. And it beautifully illustrates that because... Yes, you know, you you take that that subconscious narrative and like you mentioned, you don't know what you don't know, but if stepping back and analyzing what what is my response can help you identify, okay, where am I at in that that ladder? Now, can these strategies work with our kids too? Oh my gosh. So yeah. So, so I hadn't mentioned yet, but let's think about the idea of co-regulation. So co-regulation is a, is a huge segment of nervous system regulation. So when we think about co-regulation, um, nervous systems feed off of each other. So people talk about this in sort of like the trendy world, like, like, Oh, I vibe with you. I don't vibe with you. But the reality is, is that we feed off of each other's nervous system. So one of the ways to begin to think about this is, okay, so what, so as a, so, you know, I'm a mother, I'm a woman, I'm an entrepreneur. So I could think about, okay, so what, what state am I always operating in? What state am I mostly operating in, right? What is my dominant state? Whatever my dominant state is, my child is going to be co-regulating with me in that dominant state. So if my dominant state is dorsal and I'm depressed, that is going to be my child's experience from a bodily perspective, but they're not going to be able to put words to it because it's a bodily experience. So it behooves us as parents to really engage in a practice of nervous system regulation that demonstrates the movement between all of those states up and down the states and an ability to return back to ventral vagal and safety because that is really where connection is happening and all of and our children just need to be in our presence and we are a co-regulating force for them so it helps with children in that they use us as co-regulators. I mean, there's so many examples we could, you know, we're not going to dive into it, but just thinking about, you know, with babies and, and if we're, if you have a stressed out mom, because they can't, they don't know how to soothe their baby, mom's going to get really stressed out and she's probably going to be unsympathetic. And that's just going to stress the baby out more. And if the baby could talk, they would say, mom, you're making it worse. I've heard that from my child before when I'm stressed out, you're making it worse. And so, so it really is a, it's a huge practice for us as moms. So how, as parents, can we facilitate this process of co-regulating? So what we can do is we can learn as much as possible about our own nervous system. And one of my favorite books, um, which is is one of the first non-clinical books, because a lot of the books thus far are clinical. My favorite book is by Deb Dana. It's called Anchored, and it's written for everyone. And so it really teaches people how to start to get to know their nervous system, start to partner with it, because that's what we want to do. We want to get to know it. We want to partner with it so that we can be in collaboration with it. So for moms, once we get to know our nervous system and what sets us off, you know, what triggers us, and then once we know what the glimmers are, the things we can do to get us back to safety, then we are actually in the driver's seat. We are in charge of what's going on in our body, which means we are in charge of how we respond. Because I can tell you, I've been there in those moments. We feel like we're not in charge. We feel like I have no control 
over what's happening to me. And I am just reacting all over the place. And that's a really bad feeling because then that spins us out into, you know, maternal guilt and shame. And, you know, we could go on and on with that. Right. So for moms, I would say, that's a great book, starting with that book. Um, and then beginning to learn your nervous system so that you know how to get in and out of these states. And then applying some regulating resources. Absolutely beautiful. And it makes so much sense. And having that self-awareness, learning about your own nervous system, it can make such an impact because yes, I, I'm thinking about my own children and my own day-to-day -day life. And it's like, okay, when I'm calm and things are going well, my kids are calm and things are going well. But, you know, when they get stressed out and that throws me into that sympathetic response too, it's just everything hits the fan then. So sure. I, I love these strategies that you shared with, with us today because they're so easy to implement. They're simple steps that don't take any money. They don't take a lot of time. You can practice them throughout the day to start to regulate that nervous system. Carrie, incredible information today. Where can we learn more about you? So um, you can learn more about me. I'm on Instagram at Carrie Cohen Coaching. That's the easiest place. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook, but that's the easiest place. I also have a website. You can check that out in the um, show notes if you put that in there. I wanted to say, well, I want to make one other point is that all these regulating resources, as you said, they're so easy and simple and straightforward. The, the key difference there is that they really are. They're, the key difference is that we use them with intentionality. That's really it. That's really all it is. Um, so yeah. I am, I'm around and, um, I also do, uh, I have a nervous system regulation, uh, workshop coming up, which may happen before the show airs, but, um, I, I do workshops regularly. I do workshops monthly. And so I do subconscious reprogramming workshops. I do nervous system repatterning workshops. And so, uh, you can find out all those things on my, uh, social media. Perfect. Before we leave today, can you leave us with one final piece of advice or takeaway? Okay. So if I knew then what I know now, I would have had a very different approach to working with what I was struggling with because what I recognize looking back, of course, hindsight's 2020 is that I had a lot of really wonderful things going on in my life between my career, my family, great husband. And yet there was a disconnect between what like the, the positive circumstances in my life and how I was feeling about them. I wasn't really able to appreciate and enjoy them. And when I look back, it's so evident to me now that I was operating from a place of sympathetic and dorsal. And when we are in sympathetic and dorsal, it's really impossible to be able to embrace the present and appreciate the joy that life has to offer us. We're operating from a past place. So yes, big takeaway for me incredible information today. Carrie, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your value with our community. Until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 